Welcome to the 10 Years Out podcast, stories from my queer community. I'm your host, Sam, and it is my 10 years out. Yay! Uh, My pronouns are she, her. I identify as queer. And is there anything else I need to say? I am really excited about all the strawberries that I have harvested from my garden in the last two weeks. It's been a bounty. (laughs) That's a side note. Um, here with me today is the one and only John Allison Weiss. Hey, Yay. happy to be here on Zoom. <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited to actually get to talk to you. I've been following your music for years, and I saw you play in Austin years ago. Um, and nice, I love Austin, one of my favorite cities. Yep, yep. So I'm really glad that you wanted to come on and talk about you're coming out and what you've learned since coming out because I'm sure it's going to be a, a gem of a story <laughs> yeah absolutely and it is like for me so tied into my music career and yep. I'm sure we'll get into that too okay so to start off what are your pronouns how do you identify and how long have you been out um my pronouns are they them uh I identify as queer and trans uh, trans mask um and I've been out I've been out as queer since my early 20s, and I've been out as trans just for, like, five or six years now. Awesome. Um, you know, there's kind of, like, ten years in between, which yep. is, a, you know, a big part of my story in general, I think. Yep, yeah, part one, coming out, and then learning a lot of stuff, and then part two, coming out. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> okay, so what do we need to know about your story um, pre-coming out? Well, I guess like when you put it like that, yeah, like part one coming out and part two coming out, I'm sort of like, I think a big part of my story and figuring out who I am is just that um, maybe the coming outs will continue like over the course of my life because like, like, uh, you know, it's been 10, 15 years now since I've been like, sort of like documenting my life through having a music career in the world of social media. Um, and because of that, I feel like I have to like come out, uh, anytime there's anything mm-hmm. sort of like new about me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, the first time being in my early twenties, like coming out as gay and I, at that time I identified as a, a queer woman and I was, you know, just announcing that this is who I love and this is like what my songs are about. And, you know, I feel like it was a, a time to in, um, you know, the, the timeline of, like uh, queer liberation and whatnot that was like before gay marriage was legalized and like mm-hmm. really I had like entered the music industry with this sort of idea like being openly gay was gonna be like a big choice and like the only thing anybody ever talked about and like it, it was like a lot uh more rare to find a queer artist in the mainstream and now in the year 2023 like there are so many queer artists they're just like hundreds if not thousands of like cool queer bands making music on spotify and like Mm -hmm. showing their stuff on online and um yeah so it's just been i forget what my what my train of thought was going down that line (laughs) uh but a lot has changed basically yeah for real um myself included you know like over that 10 years i sort of like accepted my own transness and then you know, through, like, the the visibility of other people online, like, sharing their stories, I was comfortable enough, to, like, to 
to share my own, you know, to, um, I like to say to like embrace true authenticity in my life. And like, also that means my art as well, my music and my sharing of all that through, uh, social media. Yep. Yeah. Music has come a long way in the last 10 years or the, the visibility in music has come a long way. Yeah, absolutely. It was like a conscious choice. I started playing music, you know, as a straight girl. And um, I feel like pretty quickly people were like, are you sure about that? <laughs> <laughs> um, especially like considering who all my friends were and who I was hanging out with. And, and yeah, it, so then it became a thing where I had to like actually come out. And that was the day and age of like, uh, it gets better campaign. So mm-hmm. I, I came out in an it gets better video. And I honestly should do an update because I think yeah. that video is still on YouTube and it's extremely outdated now. <laughs> um, <laughs> so but, do you want to uh, talk any about how you grew up? Um, any sort of that backstory do we need to know? Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess like um, I sort of have like a a pretty like traditional queer background, I think, in that I grew up in a environment where it wasn't really accepted um it was like I wasn't in like an overly hateful environment necessarily but I grew up in the south um and I grew up in the 90s -hmm. you know and it was um you know I feel like queerness was like I considered it to be like really like fringe culture and like Mm -hmm. oh like uh it's just like so separated from like me and my little like suburban southern world um yeah yeah uh and I feel like a big part of like accepting myself and like all that all that jazz um is just like realizing that like it's not that fringe of a culture like I love to learn queer history because I love to like see how many like decades and decades there have just been like so many queer people like living their lives having a blast, loving whoever, doing whatever. It just wasn't in my small town and people weren't talking about it. <laughs> yeah. I remember yeah. when I moved from Arkansas to Austin and the first time that I ever like met and hung out with a gay person, an openly gay person, I was like, whoa. And then the first time I hung out with uh, a gay Christian person and how they had reconciled their faith, which at that point I wasn't even... That's a whole other story, but yeah, I remember I remember going from that little small town in Arkansas to uh, to big city Austin, and like, oh, gay people really exist. Yeah, right. And it's like not only do they exist, but like they can be extremely nuanced, and it's not like all cut and dry. Like if you're going to be queer, you can't be religious, or mm-hmm. um, you know, if you're going to be gay, you have to be gay in like one certain way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, it was definitely like I th- I think I first started seeing. And hanging out with queer people in real life when I moved to Athens, Georgia, from a, my little town of Flowery Branch. So that was like Athens is like this tiny little, tiny kind of like Austin vibes. Um, but then after that, I moved to Brooklyn, and that's like I mean, moving to New York or L.A. somewhere like that, I feel like because you're just, you're just throwing yourself into a world where you get to see how many different types of people there right, actually are. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I remember the the first time I went to one of your concerts, I had just come out, but I wasn't even aware that you weren't straight. And <sighs> so you were at the concert with your then partner, I think. And I remember my like evolution of thought during that concert, like, 
I think I think they're not straight. I think I think they're with a partner. I think I think they're like me. That's cool. Oh my god, I love that. That's amazing. Um, I want to know like when that was. Do you have any idea what what year it was? Also, I, did I have long hair or short hair? Uh, it was like medium <laughs> length. It was like medium length. It was like here-ish, <gasps> shoulder-ish. I think okay. it was 2014, 2014 something like that. Amazing. Yeah. It's like I feel like I can really like define my eras by like how short my hair got. Because <laughs> it's definitely like I definitely like made the choice to get like the alternative lifestyle haircut when <laughs> I moved to Brooklyn and like I my first queer relationship I was with somebody where it was like I sort of kept it a secret like from my online life because mm. I wasn't you know talking about being queer or anything. Um, and so I hadn't really like embraced all my weirdo queerness yet. And as soon as we broke up, I was like, I think I need to cut my hair short. I think I need to do all these other things to like feel right in my body. And, um, yeah, so that has like correlated with me having this music career. And like when you are like trying to, you know, be an entertainer or whatnot, you have to take photos and promote yourself. And so there's like so many pictures on the internet from over the years. Right what I looked like then and um that's been a whole whole thing in and of itself right yeah your life has literally been documented in the public yeah yeah which you know uh there's like different sides to look at it because I you know I'm sitting here being like oh this is kind of cringy but then I'm remembering um you know the hopefully queer kids who will see that and then Mm -hmm. know that, that that this path is a path that they can choose yeah um yeah, because I feel like that's the whole thing with me, too, with queerness, is it's, like, the coolest thing about being queer is that you can... There's so many different ways to go, mm-hmm. um, which is why visibility is so important, to yep. show people that they can be queer in any way that they want to. Okay, is there anything else we need to know about your backstory before getting into what you've learned since coming out? <laughs> um, no, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think there's anything All right, else. so what have you learned since coming out, either part A or part B? Since coming out, um, definitely mm-hmm. that there's like there's no uh, right way, and you sort of just have to find your own path. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, I think I said something a little earlier where I was talking about like how the coming out might continue. Yeah. And so I, I guess like yeah, what I've learned since coming out is it's it's not necessarily just like one big moment. Like hopefully you spend your life learning more about yourself and and who you are and how you want to relate to other people. Um, Yeah, totally. Yeah, so, like, along those lines, just uh, also, like, it's okay to take your time, you know? Uh, Like, I had a decade between (laughs) coming out as gay and coming out as trans, and I think I I definitely have one of those trans stories where I kind of... I kind of knew in the back of my mind, but I was really just afraid to embrace it because of how I had seen trans people portrayed in the media and treated in real life. Um, But um, yeah, it was once I, once I, you know, came in, like came in contact with so many like cool out thriving queer people, whether like online or in real life that I was like, okay, I, I think I can do this. Were you living in Brooklyn when you started realizing or started accepting that you were trans? Uh, I was living in Brooklyn when I when I first started thinking about it, definitely. Um, but it wasn't until uh, I want to say like twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen when I was living in LA that I that I actually like 
acknowledged it and came out. But Brooklyn was definitely, like, where I first started hanging out with, like, genderqueer punks and, like, reading feminist books mm. and, like, like meeting people whose pronouns were they, them, or, like, you know, yeah. ZZ-er. And being like, what's this all about? You right. know, but I was still scared of it. Um, and it took some therapy and some years, but I'm happy to be on the other side. Yeah, cool. What yeah. what books were you reading? Do you have any recommendations? Um, well, I feel like back in Brooklyn, I started reading the book Gender Outlaw, but I wasn't far enough along in my therapy journey yet to like handle it it kind of just like sent me into an anxiety spiral and I just this year actually picked it up again and reread it and finished it and it's so amazing and now I really wish that I had you know stuck it out and read that book back then so like that's a classic for me gender outlaw um uh are we talking about books back then or books now because now I'm thinking about the books I've been reading lately I've been reading um uh Lou Sullivan's diaries the I think the book is called We Both Laughed in Pleasure and he is uh, or was a trans man um who I I grew up in the like 60s and 70s and was attracted to men and identified as gay but nobody wanted to let him transition because they were like well if you're going to transition you have to be straight mm. and he was like I, I don't want to be straight I'm gay and mm-hmm. you know so Again, on the subject of like being queer the way that you want and you want to be queer and, and feel queer is uh, so important. What does that mean for you? Um, what does that mean for me? Uh, I mean, I guess just I feel like the process of like coming out has um, has also involved a lot of like listening to like what I want and not what I think other people want from me. Um, which, you know, applies to my whole life. Yeah, right. (laughs) I, you know, in the, in the past few years, I sort of like, like quit the real world, I say, and, and moved into my car at first and then a little travel trailer. And now I sort of like live this weirdo road life with a very small footprint, Mm -hmm. mostly with the, like, mostly so that I can, you know, just make art and make music as much as possible. Um, even though I'm like a very underground artist. <laughs> yeah. How's your trailer doing? Cause I think your, your previous one had some issues and now have you moved on to a different one? Uh, I'm in the process of figuring out what my next trailer situation is going to be. Yeah. Cause I was, I was crossing the country recently and I was, I will park overnight in Walmart parking lots a lot. That's like an RV life thing. Yeah. You can just park in a Walmart and stay overnight um and I got hit and run by this big old bus like I was getting ready for bed and this huge bus came by and just like took off the back end of my camper luckily me and my cat were totally fine um but they drove off so yeah I have sort of been like going through that it has not been great but I think that um I think that some friends of mine are maybe gonna set up a GoFundMe for me and uh, I think I will be able to like find a new trailer soon. I hope so. Especially because the way I live, I, 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 I don't need much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need a guitar and your cat yeah. and some food. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe some t-shirts. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> okay, what do you wish people understood? Big overarching one is just that not everybody has to be the same. Mm. You know? Um, I feel like that's where so many hang-ups exist is where is people just like why can't we just calm down and let 
let people be different. Right. Um, yeah, so. Yeah, that's a big one. <laughs> right, and that's the huge overarching idea, but I guess just, like, narrowing it down a lot smaller is just, like, um, is that, like, I don't know, uh, you don't, you don't have to, you don't have to follow anyone else's, like, map or path, um, something I think that, you know, a, a, a big part of, like, the, the last few years of my life, you know, um, transitioning, sort of, like, quitting the real world, I also got divorced, which was really hard, but we are, like, best friends now, and that's really great, um, and I just, I think about that period of my life, and how before I got divorced, I thought of getting divorced as, like, oh, this is the worst thing you can do, you're, it's a, you're a failure, and then one day it just sort of hit me, like, so many people are divorced, it's fine, it's, it's not a, it's not a big deal, like, mm -hmm. what is this shame, where is this coming from, and, um, I feel like, uh, yeah, I wish, like, as individuals, we could all understand more that, like, something that feels like a big, crazy change that will, like, rock your whole world, probably isn't and somebody else has probably done something crazier so like you can actually go do the thing that you want to do if you want to do it like you can you can you can do it I yeah. don't know yeah. <laughs> yeah or even even if it does rock your world that it's probably only temporary yeah and also rock having your world rocked um can like be like something that makes you who you are so yeah you know? And give a lot of good fodder for your songs, I'm sure. Like, well, yeah, the I'm next my next thought this. on that was gonna say, yeah. And if you're an artist or a creative person or anything like that, and you, you know, all that is just gonna, you know, make your make your art better, because um, you're experiencing all these different facets of what life can be. Like, you don't have to follow this set path that you were told you have to do. You know, in my case, it was your standard, you know. You go to college, you get a degree, you get a job, you find a partner, you get married, mm -hmm. you have kids, and those kids grow up, and then they have kids, and then, you know, you do the nuclear family thing, which was which is great, and I love everyone I know who's chosen that path, but if it's not for you, you don't have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> you just don't. Yeah, people can get really threatened by differences, yeah. and I think that's partly because they might feel locked into doing something a certain way because it's the accepted norm. So they're, they're threatened or intimidated by anyone who's like outside of that, that thinking paradigm. Totally. Right. It's like, it's always like, do you really disagree with what I'm doing or are you jealous mm -hmm. that you can't bring yourself to, you know, do it for yourself? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause if you're not hurting anybody else, they don't really have a reason to be upset. Yeah. Yeah, that's always what it comes down to. And it seems, it seems so simple when you say it. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Let's make bumper stickers. Um, so as a trans man, do you feel safe on your nomadic journeys? Um, I, I feel like I generally, but it's always in the back of my mind. Also, I don't really identify as a trans man. Okay. I'm a trans masculine non-binary person, but I guess like... But trans man doesn't feel nest. It doesn't feel like, it doesn't feel super right. But it's not wrong either. Yeah. And I, I mean, it kind of reminds me of like out on the road. I feel like I've I've gained some passing privilege, 
Um, and so I feel safe in that way because people see me and they're just like, this is a guy, this is a dude. I get a lot of dude, man, bro, buddy from, from (laughs) men. I found in my experience as a trans mask person that I learned the secret about men is that they love to call each other cute little nicknames. Dude, dude, buddy, guy, bro. Hey boss, man. It's so fun. It's so, (laughs) and I, 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 um, talk about this with other trans friends too. I'm like, I feel like you can use it to your advantage too. And like, you can show a, a guy that you're a guy by saying hello, by being like, Hey bro. It's like, only men like call each other these cute little names. Interesting. Um, it's great. Uh, That's but, something yeah. you've learned since coming out. There you go. Um, but yeah, I mean, the the safety issue definitely comes into play. Where like I feel like I would be more social with strangers if I wasn't afraid of them, you know, finding out and asking questions or being weird about it or you know, worst case scenario, hurting me. Right. But. I think, like, uh, my, like, optimist brain wants to tell me that, like, most people are going to be chill and it would actually probably be really good for them to meet a random trans person and have an interaction. Um, But, yeah, it's I I would be lying if I said it didn't stop me from doing some of the things I would like to do on the road. You know, like, just go into a random bar and, like, have a drink in a local town or something. Mm -hmm. Um. But, you know, maybe someday I'll maybe someday I'll get over that. I bet you will. I hope so. So if you could go back and talk to yourself, what would you say? Gosh. Um I, I feel like my immediate response to that is like, wouldn't wouldn't it be nice to just go back and like tell myself all the thing hey, all the things that in the back of your mind you think you are, like you you are. You can go ahead and start pursuing those now. Yeah. Because, you know, Maybe maybe things would be different if I had known really who I was earlier in life, and and but but my life would also be completely different from right. it is now, probably. So, um, I think uh, maybe if I don't want to like interfere with the way my life ends up, if we're doing like a real time travel scenario, uh-huh. um, I would go back and just be like, hey, don't worry, like it's gonna be, you're gonna figure shit out. Like you're gonna lo- you're gonna like what you see. Yeah. <laughs> in ten years, it's gonna take you a while, but you're gonna make some good art on the way. You're gonna meet some amazing people. Um. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, totally. The number of people who have said that as their answer has been astounding. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what we all want, really, is just like a little reassurance. Exactly. That, like, you're not screwing it up. Um, everything's gonna be chill. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's so hard to not have the, that anxiety about the future, yeah. no matter what age we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when we're younger, it feels like bigger decisions, maybe, that are going to guide our lives. And what if, and 30 seems so far away, and then 40 yeah. seems even further. And then, like, then it's just old. And it's like, what even is life when you're old? <laughs> right? Oh my gosh. I love meeting people that are like a lot older than me now yeah. because it's like as as I get older myself and what's it's funny I'm 36 so like a lot of people are much older than me and they're like <laughs> oh, they're like cool insights child um but I'm like wow I'm getting older and it's crazy I'm exactly who I was before like it's it's always been me I'm not like some old person now like I like what you're talking about when 30 
felt old. Like, I remember being a teenager and, like, meeting people in their 30s and being like, wow, they're so old. Or, like, you know, you, like, find out your teacher is, like, 31 or something. Right. Oh, my God, my teacher's so old. And then once you hit that age and, like, go way past it, you're like, wow, the people who were teaching us were children. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So yeah, it's 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 wild to like to learn that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay, so I'm putting all of my guests on the spot in asking for this. Okay. Um, do you have a quote or a song lyric that you want to send us out on as like a benediction of sorts? Well, okay, the only thing that's really coming to mind is I've been reading uh, this book called Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. <laughs> I've heard Which that. is like, yeah, it's very not gay. So sorry if you're looking for queer book recommendations, but it's still amazing. Um, and it's definitely a lot about like breaking like your mind's patterns to like, it's all about this like guy going on this motorcycle trip, right? So there's like really amazing descriptions of them driving this motorcycle down the road and the things they're seeing, it'll really make you want to travel. But then, like, it's also interspersed with, like, all this, like, really heavy, like, philosophical thinking. Um, And there's a quote right at the beginning of the book that I like that's, like, kind of cheesy, but it is, the real cycle that you're working on is a cycle called yourself. Uh Um, And I think the thought behind it is that they're trying to get to this idea that, like, you're never going to, like, reach whatever goals you have unless you have, like, peace of mind to yourself. Um, and you and for me, that involves, you know, embracing, like, who you are and, like, really, like, being in your body. And um, so, yeah, it's like, I, I guess that that quote sort of boils down to just, like, yeah, you're thinking about all these other things to fix, but it's really like it's really about you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Thank you so much for coming on, Johnny. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been so fun to talk to you. It's um, been great. I I can't wait to listen back and hear what we said cuz yeah. right now my brain is mush, but I think there's some good stuff in there. <laughs> I think so too. Yeah. All right, so uh, listeners, uh, while you're thinking about working on individual things, in your life, think about working on yourself too. Yeah. You're the only <laughs> motorcycle that matters. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>